0: Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high-achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushato, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. What's up, my beautiful friends? How you doing? I'm awesome. I just got back from the gym. I did legs and it was amazing. I feel like a superhero. I'm ready to take on the day, (laughs) but I want to flip this over to you because today I want to talk to you about you and your feelings. Now, last week in the first episode of this limited series, I did a deep dive into circumstances and your thoughts about them and how examining them is the key to managing your mind. Now, I started there because it's important to understand that to solve any mental or emotional problem outside of chemical imbalances in the brain that obviously require the support of a licensed medical practitioner, the only way you can truly start to transform your life and coach yourself is first by being aware of what's going on in your mind. So we're going to take it a step further this week by talking about your emotions. And today I'm going to be introducing you to how you can start to create the emotions you want to feel on purpose. So if you haven't tuned in to last week's episode, make sure you do that now because we're going to just speed right past circumstances and thoughts. But to summarize, last week we talked about the fact that circumstances are facts that happen outside of us and they are neutral. No drama, no judgment, just pure facts. Now those circumstances trigger thoughts for us. Our thoughts are the meaning we make or the stories we tell ourselves about the circumstances of our lives. And then the thoughts we have create our feelings or our emotions, Now, your feelings are what are driving all of your behaviors, and many of us believe that we are really good at hiding our feelings, myself included, and I will say that I'm constantly being told that my body language betrays me. More on that in another episode. But, you know, we think we are good at faking it, but the truth is, human beings are experts at reading other human beings. If I'm feeling irritated at someone, I may try to hide it or just pretend, but more often than not... It's going to be very perceptible to the person that I'm engaging with at the present moment. And the thing is, feelings are created by your thoughts. It's not your circumstances causing your feelings. It's not someone's behavior or the weather or the number on the scale. It is your thinking every single time. As human beings, we are driven by our feelings. We are emotional creatures. The only reason why you do anything is because of how you think it'll make you feel. As human beings, we want to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and expend minimal energy. We make choices in the short term that make us feel good, but in the long term will make us feel stressed, upset, disappointed. Like For example, spending money we don't have or eating food that makes us feel sick to our stomachs. And we also avoid doing things we know we should because we don't want to experience a negative emotion in the present, like making our beds, going to the gym, or finishing our work in advance of a deadline. This is totally normal. So if this describes you, you're exactly where you need to be. But when you recognize that all of your feelings are caused by what you are thinking, then the world will truly open up to you because you'll be able to feel whatever you want, anytime you want, and you'll be able to really pay attention and decide, is this how I want to feel? And if not, be able to change it with intention. The thing is too many people go through life believing that feelings just happen to them, that there's nothing we can do. And we have absolutely no control. But the best news is that you have absolute control over how you want to feel and learning how your thoughts create your feelings is crucial to this process. Without thought work, Pushing away or burying negative feelings comes naturally, but doing this is actually making it harder for those feelings to pass. So today I really want to share a couple of things that I hope you'll find helpful in helping you feel better and allowing negative emotions to exist. One thing that I notice when talking to clients and and even observe it in myself from time to time is that we often have a hard time identifying the feeling we're experiencing in the moment. Has this ever happened to you? Case in point, I was talking to a client the other day, and she was telling me about some work-related challenges she's experiencing. She offered me a thought about a specific circumstance we were unpacking, and when I asked her, how does that thought make you feel? Her response was, I feel like every decision I make is the wrong one. Notice that that actually is not a feeling, it's a thought. It was a sentence in her mind. I feel like every decision I make is wrong. What's the feeling? When I talk about an emotion or a feeling, and I use these words interchangeably, what I'm talking about is a physical sensation in your body when you think a thought. So when she thinks the thought, I feel like every decision I make is the wrong one. What I'm really looking for is what is that one word feeling? Maybe it's defeated. Maybe it's frustrated. Maybe it's sad, overwhelmed. So you'll notice we're building a bit of a model or a framework here. The circumstances should just be facts. The thoughts should be the sentence in your mind, and the feelings are the one-word sensation in your body that describes how you're feeling in the moment because of the thought you're thinking. Some of us are very in tune with our bodies and know what our feelings feel like, and others, myself included, have spent most of our lives trying not to feel our feelings by avoiding them, pushing them down, or distracting ourselves and numbing out with things like social media, overworking, drinking, eating, etc. (laughs) Sound familiar? These are all ways that many of us avoid just being in our bodies. When we feel overwhelmed, anxious, angry, resentful, happy, excited, motivated, loving, insert emotion here, those are physical sensations that happen in your body that are caused by your thoughts. Neuroscience research actually tells us that emotions are created in our brain the brain is not a passive spectator. It's constantly scanning your inner and outer world and is making predictions based on past experiences on how it may need to redistribute energy if needed. And this is an amazing feature of the brain, especially if you're in a situation where you come across a hungry bear and you're alone in the middle of the forest. You want that feeling of fear to trigger your brain to flip the switch, deregulate expending unnecessary energy on things like digestion And prepare you to run as fast as you can out of harm's way. Now, where it's not so great is when your emotions lead you to show up in ways you don't want, like a prospective client I was talking to the other day who feels frustrated and dismissed because she's constantly being talked over at work. This leads her to pull back and not advocate for herself or her ideas, which is resulting in her not having the influence she wants to have and reinforcing for others that they know better how she should be doing her job. See how that works? The colleague speaking over her is just a circumstance. The colleague is just saying words. Her thought is, it's hard for me to stand out. This shouldn't be happening. The feeling is frustration. The action is letting go, stepping back, not challenging these ideas and assumptions, and not speaking up. And the result is her expertise is not heard and she doesn't have the influence she wants. And all of that tracks back to her original thought and feeling. And here's the thing. This is so common and understandable. Your brain is just trying to be efficient. It doesn't realize that someone talking over you isn't life-threatening, and if this is a thought and feeling combination you've experienced before, your brain is well-practiced at responding this way without hesitation, which is why it often feels like something happens and then all of a sudden you're reacting to it without thinking or feeling, when in reality, what's happened is your brain just got really good at speeding past the thought-feeling parts. You're operating by default, which makes it much more difficult to respond with intention and on purpose, which is why the goal of this episode is to help you slow things down so you can recognize your thoughts and feelings in the moment and first notice how this framework is playing out so you can decide if this is generating the results you want in your life and if not, how you can empower yourself to choose thoughts, feelings, and actions that will. So here's a couple concepts I want to teach you today that are going to really help you navigate this in times of heightened emotion or when you are struggling with getting a result that you want. The first thing to remember is that feelings are not fatal and that emotion is just energy in motion. The sooner you let it move through you, the sooner it can move out of you. And as I said, most of us are not very skilled at feeling our emotions. We're good at resisting them. We're good at avoiding them. We're good at numbing ourselves out from them, but not actually feeling them all the way through. And some of us, and I put myself firmly in this category, are really good at reasoning ourselves out of them. We go to so many lengths not to experience what are just physical sensations in our body that can truly not hurt us. They're harmless. They're just feelings. If you don't act on them and you're able to just allow them to exist in your body, you find that they, number one, actually disappear and flow through you quite quickly, and number two, that they can't hurt you. They're just physical sensations. So I like to think about how we approach our emotions, mostly the negative ones, As if we're holding a beach ball underwater, we're pushing it down, expending a lot of energy and force, pretending like it's not there, reasoning with ourselves that if we hold it down long enough, everything will be fine until eventually we get tired and let go ever so slightly and the beach ball comes blasting out of the water and hits us in the face. That's how I see most of us dealing with our emotions. Now, I've said this before, and I talked about it in episode three, where I spoke about life being 50-50, But I think one of the big reasons that we try to resist our negative emotion is that we think that it shouldn't be there and that we're supposed to be happy all the time. We think that human life should just always feel good. And I'm honestly not sure where we all got this idea because circumstances all throughout life have shown us that this is just not the case and it never will be. Being human is about the balance of positive and negative emotions and embracing the brutal and beautiful parts of this thing called life has to offer. So if you believe that life is 50-50 and stop believing that negative emotion means something terrible has gone wrong, you're probably going to find the intensity behind your negative emotions is substantially less and, dare I say, more bearable. Because remember, suffering equals pain times resistance. Having a negative emotion like fear, sadness, frustration, overwhelm, insert negative emotion here, is not a big deal when you don't layer the judgment of, I shouldn't feel this way, and expend extra energy trying to avoid, push away, or get rid of it. The first step to feeling better, and when I say better, I don't mean positive. I mean actually feeling your feelings better, is to practice allowing. Now, let me be clear. This is a process, and it takes time to develop the self-awareness and the intentionality to rewire old habits, but It's so worth it. And as we saw in the case of Will Smith at the Oscars, even the most seasoned people who work on themselves extensively still suffer from the curse of being human. So give yourself grace because this ish ain't easy. The first step is always just working on allowing that feeling to be there, sitting with it, opening the door to it and inviting it in like an honored guest. I like to name it, name it to claim it. I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated, I'm anxious, I'm disappointed... Now, if you find yourself struggling to identify emotions, I always recommend to clients to Google feelings wheel. It gives you so many options and really expands your feelings vocabulary beyond sad, mad, happy, angry, frustrated, which really gives you more depth in this exercise and helps you to really drop into your experience. And if you can find the feeling in your body and describe what it feels like, it really enables you to get out of your head and stop fanning the flames and instead helps you tune into your physical body and feel the sensations as they're happening. So notice, when I'm frustrated, my skin feels hot, my chest feels tight, it feels heavy, right? Like really start to describe it and be in your experience. And what you'll find is that the more you practice this, the more you're able to allow an emotion without resisting it, the quicker those emotions will pass and the cleaner they will feel. And then once you have allowed your feelings to flow, that's when you can actually start to shift them. So many of us jump straight to, I need to change this. I need to feel better. First of all, just notice and be aware. And once you've mastered that, then you can shift into changing it if that's what you want. Now, this brings me to the second point I wanted to address, which is that most of us think that our emotions just happen to us and that we can't do anything about them. We go about our days and lives thinking, I hope today will be a good day, I hope I'll be happy, as if we have zero control over how we feel. Not very empowering, is it? To hand over all of our control of our thoughts and feelings to random strangers, your family, your spouse, people you work with, all of whom are likely not even aware of how they feel and are certainly not deeply in tune to what you need to feel happy. Case in point, married couples. Now, I can't speak from experience, but I have enough friends and clients who are married. And if I had a dollar for how many of them had said some version of, well, if only he did the dishes, bought me flowers, cooked dinner, said I love you, then I'd be happy, not pissed, be willing to have sex, et cetera, et cetera. If it were really other people's jobs to make us feel happy or whatever positive emotion we wanted to feel on a daily basis, I think we'd see many more people happy. (laughs) Which begs the question, if you alone are the cause of your feelings, how do you want to feel? And what thoughts would you need to think in order to feel that way? Take agency over your thinking. Otherwise, you will always be at the effect of your emotions. You may decide you want to feel frustrated or sad or overwhelmed or anxious, but do it on purpose and do it with the knowledge that it is your thoughts, not the circumstances of the world that are causing you to feel that way. Trust me, it'll change your life. And now if this is resonating with you and you want some help feeling your emotions on purpose so that you can show up like the employee, leader, wife, friend, business owner you want to, rather than always being at the effect of your feelings, I can help. I have a few 45-minute slots for consults every week and would love to talk to you about your specific situation. The link to my calendar is in the show notes, so hop on over there after the episode ends, schedule your session, and let's chat. When you realize the power you have to make anything you want in your life happen by realizing that you are the boss of your brain and your emotions are voluntary, you unlock a world of possibility. So join me next week for the third episode in this series where we're going to dig deeper into how your thoughts and feelings drive our actions and ultimately our results and why having an awareness of all five of these elements whenever you're having trouble creating what you want in your life will be the secret sauce you never knew existed. Talk to you soon, sweet friends. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry, the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushado on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I would love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.